You're listening to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. The show that gives you leadership lessons and insights from the cutting edge of digital marketing. Hosted by Stephen J. Edelman. It's about to get deep. talk to me about the kids that have just graduated college in the last nine months so it would be technically two classes that have come out of college with a four-year degree how would one go about preparing them for the online remote work environment especially related to sales So you're basically asking about selling in the virtual world, in the digital world, right? Yeah, and I'm guessing that, in my opinion, I wonder, this is just like a question rolling around up there, but I wonder, have these kids really been prepared for this new 2020 COVID era and what that's going to mean for adjusting how they go about selling techniques, how they're going to learn that, when to me a lot of that is going to be there's been trial by fire you know on on the fly how would one go about preparing them it's funny i think that in some ways they're more prepared than anybody's ever been they just didn't know it and in other ways they're screwed um (laughs) i say that because so when i was in uh excuse me so (laughs) when i was in um a personal selling class a lot of it was you know, understanding the needs of, of your prospect and really getting to know them, getting to know who the decision makers were. Well, that hasn't really changed. You spend a lot of time doing research online. Um, and a lot of these younger generation are used to doing virtual chats. They've been doing, you know, everything from Snapchat to doing videos of themselves on, on Instagram or Reels or whatever. So in that way, they're used to a somewhat online video environment. They're kind of like all aspiring YouTube stars. Essentially. And even the ones that aren't still have some kind of of digital footprint in the social world, right? And so a lot of them, because of classes now that have had to go remote, understand how to use Zoom. But what they they tend to miss, the thing that that they're not getting is how to leave a real impact, a real imprint when they're talking to people through Zoom and through sales meetings and and that sort of thing. And how do you command attention and maintain eye contact when you're staring at a monitor, right? And I'm wondering also on the interpersonal side, many of them are unconfident Mm -hmm. about their skills when it comes to sales on a good day. I mean, anybody who has been anywhere where there's been a transaction of business, when it's someone who's just graduated they are lacking some of those things that you kind of build up over time and i'm wondering how has you know the wrench that is covid impacted that are they gonna have what it takes and if not how did they learn that i would say like anything else it's, it's one of those things that unfortunately you do it's like a muscle you have to build it up over time you get better as you go you learn from your mistakes but what i will say is the way that they can set themselves up for success is by over preparing so that they can deliver so you know 
if you if you know that you're going to be in a position to where you're sharing slides, double, triple, quadruple check that. Set up the a Zoom call ahead of time with a colleague and let them get on and test your audio quality, your picture quality. Make sure the slides are working. Test everything because the last thing you want to do, it's going to leave people are going to be understanding because we all go through it, but it's going to leave a, a, a much deeper impact with something you have absolutely zero control over, which is technology. You know, another thing, I am speaking from personal experience, currently taking an online public speaking class. I found that it is more useful now than anything I've ever taken. I can get up in front of a room and give a traditional speech, as can most people my age. However, I can now speak to somebody while looking directly at them. That webcam is pretty powerful. It can project you. Yep. And most interpersonal sales are you. You're selling a part of yourself. Yep. So I'm wondering if that would be helpful. Absolutely. And, and you know, back in my telemarketing days, we used to have this uh, phrase that we would put. And there would be people who you'd have to write it on a post-it and stick it on their monitor. It was, don't be cute, use your mute. And the thing about it is that I, I come from a world where I tend to talk over people. And it's not because I disrespect them or I don't value what they have to say. It's because I get so excited that I want to share with them what's in my mind. This COVID world we live in and this virtual reality world that we have to be in in these sales meetings has completely changed that because I've learned to mute myself. That way when I start speaking and then I realize that I'm muted, it makes me stop and question, is what I wanted to say really worth interrupting them for? Do you feel it's been beneficial to you then? In that way, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's forced me to slow down, listen to other people. And and that comes to my, my main points here. So the first thing I said was be prepared with your materials. The second thing is be prepared with your environment, okay? You are leaving an impression the minute that you come up on that screen. You need to make sure you have high quality internet connection and all the technical stuff. Go buy an HD camera if you can. Maybe get a podcasting microphone. They're like 20 bucks at Walmart. Plug that in so you have high quality sound. And, and all of these things leave subtle, um, subliminal almost, cues and, and an impact on people because they're, they're making impressions about you. And again, if they like you and they like your solution, they're gonna buy from you. So all of that helps. But also pay attention to your background. Make sure there's nothing in the background that's going to distract from you and from what you're saying. Right. Lighting, too. Lighting is huge. So a common mistake that I see people do, um, both in sales and in, in just general meetings, is that they'll have a big light, overhead light, right above them or right behind them, and it makes this huge glare, and it's, it's distracting, frankly. If you can have a window behind your camera so you have natural light coming in, that's perfect. Otherwise, if you can set up a lamp behind your behind your camera, behind your laptop, behind your monitor, whatever, so that it, it illuminates you that way and then shut off lights behind you. When I'm on meetings and I do probably five, sometimes seven a day, um, I, I have every room in the light off with the exception of the light sources that are behind my monitor um, or in front of me. And that way I know that I'm illuminated properly and the rest of the room, you can't even tell that there are lights off. It looks fine. So understanding how to light yourself and how to uh, eliminate this background noise, background distraction is very helpful to go a long way for your your um, professionalism. Um, obviously, wear pants. That seems like a silly thing yes, to say. Yes, yes, yes. We all know about a certain um, <laughs> you know? commentator recently. <laughs> oh, and more than that, there's been others. And I've seen it. I've seen other things where like 
kids in Zoom classes were having outbursts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like just pretend that you are in a boardroom. Yeah. I mean, be serious. You have to. I mean, I. I here's one thing, and and I think my family could probably attest to this. <coughs> Pardon me. We've been going. Let's hope you don't have COVID with that cough. But go <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Amen. No, I think it's just allergies. But so. I, I have been, even though I've not been at the office since March of 2019, I have still dressed as if I was leaving the house and going to the office. I could have easily worn pajama pants, fuzzy slippers, and still worn a, a nice sweater on top and nobody would have known. But you have to act the part. You have to feel the part. You have to feel professional. And that does a lot to subconsciously boost your confidence. Before a meeting, if you're nervous, smile. I'm not kidding. If you smile for five minutes straight, there's a chemical reaction in your brain that convinces you that you're in a great mood. It's the weirdest thing, and if you did it right, your face will actually be sore after the five minutes. But literally doing that is a brilliant idea. Sorry about that. It's a side phone. You've got to mute these things. Anyway, so the other That's side... That's another good, good tip. Yes, mute your other technology that could be distracting. Turn your phone upside down. Ask the kids not to interrupt. Yes. Put a sign on the door. Like, if you're doing a virtual meeting like I do, we actually have an open and closed sign that's hanging outside the door. Brilliant. You know, it keeps people... lets them know when you're on the phone so you don't get interrupted. Um, but then there's what I call the Superman pose. If you have something that you don't feel confident about... This is true for tests, too. I used to do this with tests. If you stand there with your hands on your hips, your legs shoulder-length apart, and you just stand there and breathe confidently, it's called the Superman pose. It physically changes, and I'm not even kidding, it's a chemical reaction that tricks you into feeling and looking and being more confident. These are little psychological hacks, and you might think, ah, whatever, give it a try. Be, try it, and you'd be amazed. It works really well for tests. This is one of those weird things that I just know. But how does this all tie into to sales? Because if you believe in your product, and you believe in yourself, and you know that your product is gonna meet the needs of your client, if you're sincere, all of that will come through with confidence. And that's really what it comes down to. That's in a personal selling environment, but that's also in a virtual or a, a digital selling environment. That as long as you are going at it with the right intention in mind, people see that. They, 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 they feel that um, authenticity and it gives you a sense of authority that you know how to help them solve their problems. And that right there is probably one of the best selling tips that I can provide. I know that I always, when I purchase something, yeah. I want them to be helpful, but not pushy. Exactly. So if they really want me satisfied, I can tell. Yeah. And if they just want my money, I can tell. So it's interesting that you should say that. In a, in a retail environment, even a, in a, a virtual selling environment, that is so very true. So the difference between an average salesperson and what I call a stellar seller is that a stellar seller asks more than they speak. They may know the solution. They may know the answer. They may know that the product is perfect. Maybe you've even done your research and you know that client and what their pain points are and their needs. But it's so much more powerful for you to get that prospect to tell you what their needs are and then offer a solution or help them come to the conclusion that, that these are the solutions you have, give them a few options and they can choose one, you're partnering with them. It's no longer you cramming a product or service down their throat, it's you helping them find the right solution to meet their needs. And if you can do that, you're golden. I mean, I, I, I find that even, I do a lot of consulting where I talk to clients and I tell them <clears throat> what I've done for them. 
so they hire us to do a certain job for a certain period of time, and then, you know, I, I, you know, have a chance to answer any questions that they have and help them figure out what to do next. And I can sell them more hours if I need to, but ultimately what I've found is that the most impactful conversations that I have that end up turning into upsells are the ones where I start the conversation with, you know I'm gonna have a lot to say because at this point they know me. <laughs> so rather than no. me just, yeah, rather than me just rattling on talking to myself for half an hour, let's start with this, how can I help you? Did we ever have a professor that said, find out what they need and then give it to them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that was I wondered a, if I was like. Yeah, no, that's a George Johnson thing for okay. sure. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also the platinum rule, you know the you know the golden rule, right? Yep. Treat others as they want to as, as you want to be treated. Yes, as, treated. Yes, as yes. you want to be treated. The platinum rule is treat others as they want to be treated. That's a good one. I, agree. I like that. I agree, and that goes. That, I mean, honestly, what it comes down to for any of this stuff, and for whether it's for management, for sales, whatever, it all comes back to this. You need to build transparent relationships. You need to be sincere. Not every single call is gonna be a sale. In fact, some of the best sales are the ones that take the longest to get. What is your advice to these new salespeople, these new graduates? What would be one thing you would want them to know? Like, what advice would you impart? This one concise thing. Practice. Okay. Practice, practice. Know your product. Yep. Anticipate the questions that they're gonna ask. Have the answers and then let them ask those questions. So practice anything that you can, and that right there will set you up for success. And that's all there is for today's episode of the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you did, why not share it? Talk to your friends. Check us out on social media platforms everywhere at TDGR Podcast. Until next time, dig deep, my friends.